0: Questions, but before we do that, Thomas, mm-hmm. as I said, I'll get the floor. They you talk about yeah, sub, uh, subsistence lifestyle for Palm Island. What does that include? You know, you, you know obviously there's more fishing, hunting. Is that a, a major part of the lifestyle? It, it is a major part of our lifestyle, and, and
1: I, I think uh, more so in modern times it stems from. Um, Resources on the island, like I say, um, often, often, uh, pretty much every week. I at least two days of the week I'll have to supplement my diet with uh, wild food or concentrations of um, collected clams that I have near my camp or whatever. Um, it is the it is the way of life over there. Um, We're really outdoorsy, yeah. <laughs> um, and plus, if you ever been to Palm Island, maybe you don't want to be in a house while you're there, you just want to be out there. What
0: uh, could there be to do? Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I answered your question. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're just covered by ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the critical things is, is that um, uh, a turtle, for instance, or a gigon, uh we did an analysis of, of the cost of uh, living in remote communities, like out of uh, at a, uh, okay, uh River in the Cape. And um, one dugong alone uh, would feed up to 17, 18 different families, Mm -hmm. but that would sustain them for up to six months with meat. Mm -hmm. Now, if you equate that in terms of cattle meat, cows meat, or pig or whatever, that would price would be horrendous Mm -hmm. in terms of having to get your your car, your boat, um, or get you know to, to market and to buy really poor quality meat. So you're actually not. Not living a lot, having a uh, good quality of lifestyle as well. And so that is in itself is quite critical. And people don't equate that as, oh, yeah, you should stop hunting turtle, you should stop hunting dugong. Um, well, I can tell you a short version of what I would say to you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, maybe it's healthy. It's a healthy income. And it's a healthy economy. It's an economy that we've always had, we've yeah. never detracted from. Yes, they've been impacted by other species, by other. Well other species And of the world.
1: That is our economy at the moment. Yeah. I mean, basically. You know.
0: And it's survival. <laughs> it's economic survival. It's and there's a cultural attachment, but that's economic survival. So when people talk about that, I should talk about it. Now, questions. Anybody? You hey. oh, mm-hmm. you're up. Right. Um just wondering how are you
2: financing for installation and examples <laughs> of <laughs> That's a very good question. Um,
1: I can tell you there's a bit of a lack of funding there. Um, I've been working on this project for about five years, going back from the time before I, uh, when I started my studies at James Cook University in the marine, marine science department. Um, I've done everything. My business partner and I have done everything up until this point out of our own pockets. So um, we we, ha- we have not yet got to the stage uh, past the. Marine Park Authority assessment stage yet to, and uh, the land DILGP land assessment stage to where it's an appropriate time maybe to approach an investor, but we're getting close to that stage. Um, But up until now, yeah, it's all been money that we saved and just me and my my buddy. And the silver stuff? How's that? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So every community is different. Um, Some have their own income from royalties that they'll put it up themselves. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's good to hear your story too. <laughs> yeah. um, others will have government grants. Others will get it invested in. Um, they can pay for it over time. So it really all depends on the, on the level of community capacity and what they want to do. Um, yeah, so... And, and depending on the scale of the solar as well.
4: You're seeing this whole culture develop with ethical investment, sustainable. Mm. There's no shortage of money. No shortage of money. It's this translation... Mm that goes, and the issue around land. You have, if you have native title, if you have sovereign, all these different titles cause the log jam with this process of getting money. And this is some of the things we're working on, to untie this massive knot that is layers and layers of bureaucracy, am I right, Valentine's? And leases and unpack that so that this money, there's no shortage of it, can get through to these communities and get these projects happening.
3: Can I, can I make a comment about that today <clears throat> I'm, I'm really not sure about your comment about no shortage of money because we have uh, the absolute opposite situation in Kim and we have uh, we had Paul Keating put 1.4 billion dollars into the indigenous land corporation, which was supposed to be giving loans and, and grants and things to fund these sorts of projects, but what we see is that uh, that is chock-a-block full of white bureaucrats who do not lend the money, alright, and like we've had a partial station that was bought um, next to us uh, over 20 years ago, and it was supposed to be handed back um, 20 years ago, but they still got it. And they're talking about handing it back, but they put little caveats okay, like, oh, we'll keep all the cattle, you can have the land, so once again, you can have a dirty handkerchief. So, um. We're I, not I don't talking know, about
4: government money, by the way, we're talking about independent from government.
3: Again. Okay, then, well, we haven't seen any of that either. Okay, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: know,
3: and that's what it's about. It's about actually
0: catching up. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, doing some work on the uh, review of ILC and its legislative changes mm. and uh, you're right because uh, I did a couple of workshops, one in Adelaide just recently and one in Hobart, two in Hobart and that room was full of white bureaucrats, mm. not a black face in <laughs> yeah, within yeah. QE uh, and I mean that was telling because they were disengaging from the process, the conversation because I was chairing it, um, these workshops and it was just really bad and even people were talking about this, behavioural stuff. Mm. that um, that money's supposed to be there for Indigenous, you know, to buy into equity. Yes, they've got a lot of dots on the
2: map, but when you drill down on the details of that, it's it's pretty horrible. Mm. Yeah. Just on that, talking to you, some of the ethical investment groups, so even the ethical investment mobs, it's too small. So the size of systems you're looking at for these communities, are just too small for them, which is obviously where the community energy investment models come in. Yeah. Um, but another question is, being in an Ergon area, um, I'm working on a similar project where we had a woman who had $7,000 debt on her electricity. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something wrong with their hot water service, so they replaced it like for like. She still had a $7,000 debt It wasn't her property. She wasn't on the bill, so she couldn't go on hardship programs, could you have to be the account holder? So there's all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So in what you're doing up in Cairns, is there a way to getting around Ergon having all the ownership and control especially on your island where they just spent 18 million dollars upgrading the grid and, and still brand using brand diesel yeah. yep exactly so we had some pay for um, power for and power cards yeah. so there's a whole bunch yeah, of issues yeah. there power. but yeah. the main question is around working with Ergon have you have you had to work deal with Ergon in the work you're working with Cairns more
4: we've got little bits of yeah. intro there because yeah. they're mainly looking at Solar farming, so this is a revenue stream, and it's a bit easier. But coming back to New South Wales, where are we? What state are we in? Queensland. Back to New South Wales, and some of these families, they had twenty thousand dollar electricity debt. I just burst into tears, and we drove back to Sydney, where we have to, to sort this out. It turns out that a lot of the problems came from the infrastructure. So the houses weren't maintained originally these houses were going to be leased by and in five years they're going to own them. Somehow all the papers got lost. <laughs> that happened on it happens everywhere, everywhere we go. <laughs> and Did so, it in
1: your yeah.
4: And so then you, they're still renting 20 years later, but the houses aren't maintained. So you had hot water services set at 80 degrees plus, no hot uh, off-peak systems, it gets worse. And so you have $10,000.00. Debt and they're paying it off to you know, we just and we would come home, we'd tell everybody what's going on. But slowly, this is, is being made known, and the issues around lack of maintenance. So, we're unpacking as hornets' nest and slowly, slowly helping this process <coughs> to be cleared up and, and the whole process of community rebuilding. We've got one more question. Oh, Sorry. thank you. Uh, Thomas, thank you for your presentation. I it was a really exciting project, and I would all, all the best with getting that off the ground. Um, this weekend's been a complete re- revelation to me uh, in terms of the new economy and green donuts and, and nobody falling <laughs> through the gap. So um, you were talking about potentially very large sums of money being generated. How would you ensure that nobody fell through
3: the gap um, on
1: on Palm Island. Well, um, I'd say you do that by sinking it into sinking the the returns into trust programs. You know, uh, community-driven programs mm-hmm. that um, are going to benefit people through education and um, and job placement and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the farmer obviously it's got to be viable for the farmer. So the farmer gets what what he needs for it to be viable, but. Um, by all means, this is all about boosting our communities and empowering the people in our communities. So, um, I believe those those funds could be channeled into community mm-hmm. programs that could enhance life on in our communities. And
0: as Thomas is saying, it's a lot of risk investment, but high return, yeah. which is fantastic. And that's
1: it's what actually it's a high risk investment. Yeah. Invested. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> <business, laughs>
3: <business. laughs> <laughs> in terms of <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um it's just been wonderful um and you know, i think you know you guys have just got some really good uh, ideas too and i think it's and your caption on that slide there that was that that's a one-on-one you i know, got one humankind and human humanity and humanity on one planet so it's one of one
4: can we do one more part, ross two seconds Finished. two seconds <laughs> the eco wonderland can we show them? The image? Yeah, sure. The valley, we started in 1992. In yep. 97, we bought a 170-acre property, an hour from Sydney CBD. It's up, It's near Wiseman's Ferry on the Hawkesbury River. It's Darug land. And it's earmarked to become an eco-wonderland. <coughs> and the elders, as we go on country, they will go, we'll come down and we'll sit with the kids and we'll teach them stories. But we want to set it up so all the renewable technologies, the kids sure. come and learn, so it's a whole eco-village set up, but a research and education centre. Kids come within a two-hour drive radius around this property. Eight million people can access this centre. So we want to get it up and started so that you can come from anywhere, get your certs two, three, four, and your diplomas in these ecological, sustainable technologies: water, food, <coughs> energy, housing. And you, you skilled up, you can go out in the country and you can. So what's it something. called? Yeah. So this, the the Valley yeah. Centre is the charity, because and it's our property the which we property in there. Yeah. Okay, uh, we've run out of time, so uh, just Google,
0: it and because I'm going to on. I really can't want to thank picture. Thomas. Yeah. 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 And, uh, oh, don't worry. I can't find the picture. <laughs> so I just want to thank uh, these
4: uh, wonderful people, Tracy, um, April, and Thomas.